You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Well, welcome in again to MLB.com Extras, the Milwaukee Brewers edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Adam McAlvey. Uh, let's see, Adam, the final week of the regular season, a regular season that has long been over, fundamentally, for Brewers fans. Let's talk about Jorge Lopez. going to make his big league debut Tuesday night. But th- there's, you know, there's that story. But, but really, he represents a lot more because – I think, as you pointed out, he is, what, the, the 12th Brewer to make their big league debut this year? That, that can't possibly be good. N- no, it's, and it's not good, and it's a franchise record. Um, the previous high was 10. Um, and, look, you can look at it two ways. Number one, it's opportunity for some guys, and, you know, these aren't token call-ups. In many of these cases, these are players the Brewers feel are ready for the major leagues and are going to contribute. and. They hope that this experience is a little springboard for them as they go either back to the minors next year or come, come in in spring training and compete for a spot to stay. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, that's just not a good sign. It's, it's a signal of, number one, the trades that they made in July and August, parted with uh, six players off the big league roster, and, and then the injuries they've had since then. I mean, their list of shutdowns is exceptionally long right now. Um, and you know what? It's precautionary for in a lot of these cases because of where they are in the standings. But you know they've got some key guys unable to finish the season. Willie Peralta uh, has a rib cage, an oblique. Uh, Jimmy Nelson they shut down after he was hit in the head with a liner. Jonathan Lucroy isn't catching uh, after having a concussion, although he's been playing some first base and pinch hitting. And Ryan Braun, who uh, we can talk about more, but but with his bad back, he'll need surgery. They decided to shut him down. So I think those, you know that combination has meant that they've needed to bring guys up earlier than, than maybe they expected. Um, and in the case of Jorge Lopez, a very highly thought of prospect with a fascinating backstory, a, a young son who's been ill his entire young life. Um, you know, this is a guy who's going to be a part of their future, and here he gets a, a little taste in September, you know, maybe a little earlier than expected. Right, and this, you know, and there are positives to be to be drawn from all those things. I have I've always believed, right, that that um, you know, let's find out. I guess it's kind of been a, a, a mantra of mine, right? If your if your season is fundamentally done, you have some prospects who are on the cusp and, and have that potential. Let's say for the following year, well, let's get a peek. Let's, let's see what we're doing. Well, I mean, it, at the very least, you'll know, like, oh, you know what? We might really need to focus on that area because. Maybe this prospect or that prospect isn't quite what we thought. This exposes, Dave, sort of an interesting, you know, Craig Councilism, uh, as we've tried to figure out this season what he's going to be all about as a manager. Because I, I have the same instinct as you, right? That if, if say, the Brewers traded a Ramos Ramirez, you know, third base is a wide open position for them next year. And then, then they were playing Elian Herrera at that position, a, sort of a, you know, a, a veteran type guy, a journeyman type. I don't think he's their future at third base. And they were playing him a ton at third base. And I kept asking, why are you, basically, why are you wasting these opportunities to see what you've got in a kid? Um, 
uh, on a veteran guy. And Council is of the opinion, though, that he does not like just handing those roles to guys just because they're here and because they're young. He wants players to earn everything they get. He feels like that that filling that as your philosophy as an organization has tremendous value. So I think he's in, you know probably feeling a little tug and pull here down the stretch as the Brewers are giving you know playing all these kids. Um, they're you know they're doing it out of necessity in many cases. So that's that just is what it is. But but I do know that as we move forward in this Craig Council era, when they get in a, a spot say where they're not competing and they have a, a young player versus a veteran player, he's not going to be the kind of manager who just says, hey, let's see what this kid can do. Let, let's just throw him out there and see. Uh, you know, I, I think that is kind of one of the more interesting little back and forth that we've seen down the stretch here. Well, it is interesting, and, and I get it. There's always so much more nuance than I think any of us really understand of these things. But, sure, it's easy for um, us, Dave, to say, you know, play the kid. What do you have to right. lose? Well, you know, again, I think Craig Council's point is you have something to gain by not in, by not making that the way you do business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I can see a little bit of that. I mean, I can. I don't know that we want to spend the time arguing the point with him, since especially he's not here to argue his side. But um, I do think I do think it's interesting. I, I'll just I'll just say this, right? We we always hear how difficult it is to get to the big leagues but that it's much harder to stay. And so just because you give a guy a cup of coffee, um, yeah. giving that opportunity, certainly he's, you know, there's no guarantees. He's, he, nobody owes him anything, and it's sort of incumbent upon him to, to keep himself there. So that, that's a, you know, that brings the second layer into it, and that's, uh, you know, it can't just be a matter of whether or not they feel like somebody's ready to handle that responsibility as well. So I, I get all that. But anyway, Whatever. It is interesting, and, and Jorge Lopez, just, you know, look, he's, as you and I are speaking, he hasn't pitched yet, but I would encourage folks to go on and, and check out your article because um, it, it's a really good piece, really well-written and, and very interesting backstory on him, and I know for you, at least, especially in years like this, that's got to be the pleasure of the job is, is, you know, putting together neat stories like that. Um, unlike, perhaps, the Ryan Braun story, which, not, not, yeah. to, not to paint that one, um, in, in too negative a corner, but here it is, you know, calling it a season now, and as he points out, you know, it's the right choice, the back's not right, et cetera. But my goodness, uh, just another, you know, I don't know, just another indication that things things aren't right. No, and then the bummer for Ryan Braun and for the Brewers is that he had a really strong year, and, and he's so important to what they do. I mean, he's their best player. And here, my, my fundamental belief about baseball is that to be a good team, your best player needs to be your best player. You know, Mike Trout needs to be great for the Angels to have a really great special year, for example. That, that's that's my theory of the game. Um, and Ryan Braun was back to being that dangerous guy in the middle of the order that you don't mess with. And they fixed that thumb that was bothering for the last two seasons. He got back to the All-Star game for the first time since he was suspended, which was, you know, an important symbolic, I, I think, happening. He was back to being Ryan Braun and did not be able to finish finish out what had been a strong season, a 2020 season, uh, was, uh, I know, a great disappointment to him. But you do at some point reach, uh, you know, the point of, is it worth the risk? And this wasn't worth worth the risk. He has a herniated disc in his back. They've known for weeks that he's going to need surgery after the season. And the thought is, back surgery is no joke, but the thought is that he could rehab for a month and be back to normal. And he's a guy who likes to take a good long month off anyway. This would essentially not impact his pre- preparation for next season. 
when, by the way, his $105 million contract extension kicks in. So a lot riding on having him be healthy and productive, obviously, for next year. So the thought was, you know, if we, if we push it beyond where they pushed it, this thing could get worse, and then that would necessitate, necessitate a more immediate emergency surgery, which would be a much longer rehab. And it just opened the door to a lot of badness. And your brewers are long out of it. Um, the division basically is settled. You know, they're not playing these hugely uh, impactful games against division rivals anymore. And, and it, it, it made too much sense in everybody's eyes not to just, uh, you know, shut it down, call it a year. And again, I, I think you grade him well. I, you know, I, I'm glad I don't have to do grades like some of the newspaper guys do. But it, I, I mean, Ryan Braun is at least a B plus if I'm grading. Him. It was a, it was a solid year. It wasn't, you know, MVP caliber year, but it was a huge step from where he had been battling that thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up the last minute and a half or so here, uh, David Stearns, you know, he's, he's, he's now in, in the offices, he's doing his thing. Um, you know, you got a week out of the belt, basically. Uh, what, what's your take both on, you know, anything maybe you've observed to this point and, and what you see this offseason looking like for him? Well, what's interesting is we haven't really observed much because he came in for that press conference and then I, I believe he went back to Houston. Um, and again, he's not taking over this job full time until October 5th. I think right now it's really a get to know you type of thing. He talks from what we heard daily on the phone with Craig Council. Uh, Council says it's the sort of conversation where you just want to talk forever. That's a very good sign because the relationship between those two guys is going to be vital for what happens next. Um, but he, he'll, he'll be in San Diego here during this series, the, the Brewers' final road series, to do a little face-to-face. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's meet and greet right now. He's got to get a handle. He's got to get his arms around what he's got before he starts to think about what changes need to be made. And I think step one of that is shaking hands, looking a guy in the eye, and saying, you know, hello. So um, I, I, my understanding is there have been some telephone conversations with some of the key players. And, you know, Ryan Braun said he had a chat. That was productive, but this will be face-to-face. You know, then again, a little bit longer before David Stearns gets into that job full-time and then um, start filling out his front office, I suppose, would be the first order of business. I think I said this to you last week, Dave. I think his choice of assistant general manager is going to be really critical. That's that's an important position for a new GM. It's got to be someone you really trust. And and we'll see. Is he going to choose another young guy? Analytics guy, or is he going to go veteran and try to bring in, you know, somebody with uh, a, a lot more experience? I'm, I'm very curious to see both what he has to say about that this week, and then maybe what he does uh, in the near future. Well, indeed, it is going to be interesting, and and it does, at the very least, give Brewers fans plenty to, to keep an eye on, and plenty of reasons to keep coming back and reading your stuff. Um, as as always, my friend, great times, and uh, I really I really look forward to catching up again soon, and. and and hopefully we'll have a lot more interesting stuff to talk about with uh, about David Stearns. All right. Sounds good, Dave. See you. Okay. There we go. Adam McCalvey, MLB.com Extras, the Milwaukee Brewers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 